Thanks, guys. Thank you, Samuel. Wow. Hey, how good is our God? Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you're doing just in our midst right now. Amen. We worship him. Thank you, Father. We worship you in this place. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. You are good and your mercy endures forever. Amen. Why don't you turn to someone and say, that means forever. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Samuel. I just want to, uh, yeah, just um, uh, add to that um, Chris Gore. Tuesday, it'll be Tuesday night, 16th of August. We met him when he came last time. He's great friends with very dear friends of ours, Joaquin and Renee Evans, who normally visit us every year, as you know, but we haven't seen them since COVID. So they're, they're good mates together. And Joaquin and um, Chris um, headed up healing rooms in Bethel. But uh, Chris has now moved back to New Zealand, where he comes from, where, you know, his original land. And uh, so we're just really blessed to have him here for that short space of time on that Tuesday night. So be encouraged and... Uh, Bring some friends along, and I know he's, he carries an amazing anointing. He's just a really great person too. Amen? A great friend of ours. So we're blessed. We're blessed. Hallelujah. 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 Whoa. You know, just I just wanted to, as you know, um, there's a, I feel that someone's got sort of like having trouble with it, like a racy heart. They they're just had uh, like a quickening of palpitations in their heart. And uh, I want to encourage you to respond to that, if that's you. Um, actually, John shared with me the other day. Just lift your hand and give us a wave, John. John shared with me that I had a word of knowledge a couple of weeks ago about somebody having problems around the heart area and pressure and, and that. And uh, he said that he didn't put his hand up because as he heard me say that, he, he felt God heal him with the words coming out. And... Uh, I was just really grateful for that John shared that with me. But when a word goes out, it's great if you let us know that and acknowledge that because it, it, it builds faith in the atmosphere. Amen. That uh, So who is that? Someone that's been having trouble around that area of their heart? Up the back there. Okay, Father. Okay, we'll just, uh, yeah, okay. What's that doing there? In Jesus' name. Just take authority over that right now in the name of Jesus. And I command your heart to get into the rhythm, a perfect rhythm, the rhythm that God created it to have. Perfect. No more. No more racing heart for you in Jesus' name. Divine alignment for your heart, Samuel, in the name of Jesus. Amen. I put a stop to that now in Jesus' name. We take authority over that in the name of Jesus. And we thank you. And I declare over you that your heart functions perfectly in Jesus' name. Amen? Hallelujah. 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 Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Can we give him praise? Hallelujah. We, we're so grateful, Lord. Can we just stand up and give him praise? We're so grateful. We are so grateful for all that you do and all that you are. We, we give you praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. He's worthy of praise. Hey, 
thank you, God. We worship you in this place. For you are great and greatly to be praised. You are great and greatly to be praised. Great and mighty God. You're not making enough noise this morning, church. Amen. He is worthy. He is so worthy. Hallelujah. He is worthy of our praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're about to find out how important it is for us to bring our portion of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you so much. That, that, you know, it's the words that are coming to me is that God is just so hungry for us to, hungry. You know, actually in James it talks about the spirit that he's caused to dwell in us yearns over us with a jealous love. He yearns to be welcomed with a jealous love. Amen. Hallelujah. And there's like this yearning in the spirit that I sense with God that he wants us to come. Yeah. And I was sharing with with, um, Bethany the other day about him wanting us to come and drink. Yeah. And and come. We're we're thirsty. You know, sometimes we don't know we're thirsty. I I can not drink for a while and I know that's really naughty and I should drink more. But sometimes I don't realize that I'm actually dehydrating. You know, sometimes we don't know we're dehydrated, you know. And, 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 you know, I can go for so long without drinking. I know I shouldn't, but when I begin to drink as much as I should drink, I just get thirstier. Amen? But it's like this, this, this craving, this heart of God for us to actually come. This is going to sound a bit random, but he wants us to come together already loaded. He wants us to come into the gathering loaded. Oh, bless the Lord. That's a good word right there. He wants us to come with our portion. He wants us loaded up so that when we gather together, there's like this cluster bomb thing that happens. Amen? And the corporate anointing just, um, well, what it does is it, 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 it invites the manifestation of the glory of God. Amen? Come on. So I want to talk about the corporate anointing today. And God landed on this for me, and I know, you know, I love, I love it. Well, you know, you want to preach what he has, don't you? Because signs follow what he wants spoken. Amen? Signs follow what he wants spoken. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. But I want to share this word first, and I heard it from a a lady. I don't know that well, but I've met her. Her name's Kiralee Lowe, and she's a pastor, and... I saw that this week and I thought, wow, you know, I really believe God has breathed on this. And so I want to start with this, with this, um, this word that she had. It says, have you lost your rhythm? Have you lost your rhythm? Are you struggling to find your feet? Do you know when a choir sings together, their hearts begin to beat as one? I'm just going to repeat that. Do you know when a choir sings together, their hearts begin to beat as one? Come on. The rhythm of our old life is reset in a community of faith, hope and love. It is reset as we gather as we praise, 
and as we worship. Hallelujah. Do you remember the days when you would wait for Sunday for the songs to reset the beat of your heart to the tune of faith, love and hope? God is resetting our rhythm. God is resetting our rhythm as we gather in praise, in worship, in faith and love. This is the great reset. And this is what happens when we gather together. This word resonates. It's sort of like it's mine. Thank you. That's mine. Hallelujah. That's what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church, I believe. We gather to reset as a community. We gather to reset as a family. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. This is the great reset. I want to read from Hebrews 10. This is just the beginning. It's not where I'm going to land, but, oh, you know, he brings his word to create the atmosphere. There's, a, there's an atmosphere that's been created already with our praise and our worship so in tune with what I've been carrying in my spirit for our church. But it's like he creates this landing place and it's like the divine setup, not only reset, but it's a setup. I believe he sets us up every time we gather together. And if we'll actually enter in and cooperate with the operation of the Holy Spirit, his divine setup will set us up for what he has planned for us. Amen? Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'd like to repeat that, but I can't because <laughs> I don't know whether. Yeah, whatever. Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10. Verse 23, I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation. So now wrap your heart tightly. Wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us. This is an us thing. This is a family thing. This is an us thing. Amen? Knowing that God always keeps his promises, discover creative ways to encourage others. And to motivate them towards acts of compassion. Doing beautiful works as an expression of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together. This is not the time. God's resetting us. For what he has planned for us and planned for us before the foundation of the earth, there was a plan and he has a plan and he's resetting us. He's aligning us with the plan. Now is not a time. Now is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together. Hallelujah. As some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. Hallelujah. Amen? You know, I, I know this is by the Spirit. Amen? God is drawing us together like never before because he has a plan. And I believe his plan is that we experience the manifestation of the Spirit of God. Amen? Hallelujah. As the mature ones gather together in his presence, we have so much to bring. Amen. To the table. 
every single one of us, I'd love you to turn to someone and say, you have something to bring to the table. And this is the table. This is the table. Amen. It's our worship. It's our praise. It's our encouragement. You know what? It's encouraging to see you here today. I'm encouraged to see you here today. You know, our presence, our praise, our worship, our prayers, our, 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 it's encouraging to see your faces. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've heard me probably, if you've been around for a while, many times mention a word that Billy Brim gave me. Many years back while I was in Canberra at a national prayer breakfast, Billy came up to me and, uh, and said, Kim, it's corporate, it's corporate, it's corporate. And that was the end of the prophetic word. Praise God. You know, like you don't have to be real smart not to forget that. Did I say that right? Yeah. Amen. <sighs> That's a word that I've carried in my heart. It's probably 25 years ago, 27 years ago she said that to me. And uh, she read my heart. And, um, and I, I've just uh, longed to see the body walk in the authority of the believer's anointing. Yeah. Walk in the graces, be empowered. Amen. Amen. To see that emerging church shifting the nation, the marketplace, the schools, the education, the political realm, every area. But she nailed me. It's corporate, it's corporate, it's corporate. But also along with that word, I knew that God was releasing to me this, this, this mandate for the corporate anointing within the body in our gatherings. And uh, the word corporate, I thought I'd have a little look around that. It means of or shared by a whole group and not just a single member. I think you know, and many of you were here with the, the first series I ever taught in the church when we, we began was every member is a minister. Of or shared by a whole group and not just a single member. And this is interesting. It goes on to say, all adults take corporate responsibility for the upbringing of the tribe's children. All adults. I sort of went on a little trial with that. I thought, yeah, the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Amen. And when he says that, when he's talking about the sons there in Romans 8, 14, I believe it is, he says the sons are actually the mature ones. All adults will actually take, all adults take corporate responsibility for the upbringing of the tribe's children. Hallelujah. All. That's everyone. That's each and every one of us. Praise God. The context of our church family, what does that look like? 
All grown-ups take responsibility to bring their portion to the table. All adults take up their responsibility to bring their portion to the table. To bring their portion to the gathering. Hallelujah. Amen. For the upbringing. For the upbringing of the children. Glory to God. Amen. And you know what we do is we bring the wisdom that God has given us to lift us up into the glory, to bring us up into the glory of his presence. That's what happens. Hallelujah. Amen. It's trailing in a bit where I finished off last time I spoke. But 1 Corinthians 2.5, we see there that, that God's desire is that um, our faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, in human philosophy, but in the power of God. And I don't know about you, but I am so longing for our church, for generations, for this generation, <laughs> hallelujah, to put their faith and trust in the power of God and not the wisdom of men. Amen? Amen? We need our faith in the power of God. Amen? The presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen? In His ability. Oh, glory to God. With which there is no limits. Hallelujah. I've got to be careful. I don't want to go off too far. Verse 6. 1 Corinthians 2. I'm reading out of the Amplified. Verse 6. Yet when we are among full-grown, spiritually mature Christians... As he's talking about here, with the corporate anointing. We who are ripe in understanding, we do impart a higher wisdom, the knowledge of the divine plan previously hidden, but is indeed not a wisdom of this present age or of this world, nor of the leaders and rulers of this age who are being brought to nothing. Hallelujah. Yeah. And are doomed to pass away. That's really good news there. Verse 7 says, but rather what we are setting forth is a wisdom of God. Once hidden from human understanding and now revealed to us by God, that wisdom which God devised and decreed before the ages for our glorification to lift us into the glory of his presence. Amen? To lift us into the glory of his presence. All adults... Take corporate responsibility for the upbringing of the tribe's children by bringing their portion to the table, by bringing their portion to the meeting. Amen? By bringing their praise. Hallelujah. Amen? By bringing their encouragement just by their presence. Hallelujah. Amen? Can't tell you how encouraged I was a couple of weeks ago when the rain is just torrential and people were coming. I thought, praise Jesus forevermore. You know, there's some people in this house that need to see that people are willing to come out in the rain. Amen? I say, Amen? You need to know you're important enough for me to turn up. Oh, glory to God. Amen? You need to know that you're important enough for me to be here. And I'm not speaking for me, I'm speaking for each one of you. 
Amen? We need to know that we are important enough to each other that we need to see each other's faces and not just on Zooms. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. Because there's something about that lifting up into the glory of his presence. You see, maturity brings a higher wisdom. Hallelujah. A higher wisdom is that we gather together. A higher wisdom is that we gather together. Hallelujah. A higher wisdom is that, no, you know, I'm not watching on live stream if I can get here and I bless those that couldn't today. But the higher wisdom is if I can, I'm there. Amen. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. So this word says to lift us into the glory of his presence. So that word glory is is the word doxa. You want to know what that means? Do you want to know what's waiting for us every time we gather together? Hallelujah. Amen. It actually means the nature and acts of God in self-manifestation. What he essentially is and does. That's what happens in the corporate anointing. The nature and acts of God in self-manifestation, that means it doesn't need any help. Hallelujah. It doesn't need smoke machines. Amen. It doesn't need hype. As a matter of fact, he can manifest himself in our inability to articulate what's happening on the inside of us. That'll do it. Let's just have a look at what uh, an example of the power that's within the corporate anointing. Turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 5. New King James Version I'm looking, I'm looking into. You can turn there with me if you would. And it came to pass. Don't you love those words? Just stop there. right? And it came to pass. Glory to God. That's a good word right there. And it came to pass. In other words, this is what happened. This isn't just a story. This is actually what happened when some people got together and began to worship God. Let's get back into it. And it came to pass when the priests came out from out of the most holy place. Do you know that we are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation? So as it came to pass when the priests came out from the most holy place... For all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves without keeping to their divisions. What a good word that is right there. They'd sanctified themselves without keeping to their divisions. Hallelujah. Praise God for the blood of Jesus. Praise God for the unity of the Spirit, which we guard, which we guard, which we guard. Hallelujah. Verse 12. And the Levites who were the singers, all those Asaph, Heman, and Jedithan, with their sons and their brethren, stood at the east end of the altar. Hallelujah. With their sons and their brethren, with their family. Glory to God. 
stood at the east of the end of the altar, clothed in white linen, having cymbals, stringed instruments and harps, and with them 120 priests sounding with trumpets. Can you imagine that sound? What a sound. Verse 13, indeed it came to pass, it came to pass, when the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord, and when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good. Yeah? Very familiar phrase to us, is that right? For his mercy endures forever, that the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud, so that the priests could not continue ministering because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. Man, something happened when they gathered together. Yeah? Something happened when they praised God. When the temple was dedicated, the building was filled with the literal cloud. The cloud was the glory of God. Now we see all through the Old Testament, the glory of God often appeared as a cloud. That cloud was the glory of God all through. Hallelujah. But we read in the New Testament, we read in Romans 6, I believe it's verse 4, that tells us that Christ was raised up by the glory of the Father Romans 8.11 tells us, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. So it says that he was raised up by the glory of the Father. And the Bible calls the glory of the Father the Spirit. So that the Holy Spirit, amen, and the Holy Spirit is called the anointing. Jesus said in Luke 4.18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. So that we see that those words are synonymous. The temple of God in the Old Testament was a man-made building, but now he dwells in us. He dwells in us. Glory to God. In the Old Testament, Solomon's temple was called the house of God. But now we are called the house of God. We are called the house of God, individually and corporately. 1 Corinthians 3.16, Amplified, I'm going to read that out. Do you not discern and understand that you, the whole church at Corinth, are God's temple, his sanctuary? And that God's spirit has his permanent dwelling in you to be at home in you collectively as a church and also individually. So what does that tell me? It tells me that, okay, he's in us individually, but he's in us corporately. That tells me that when we gather together, yeah, it has to, there has to be a greater anointing. Scripture says that one can put a thousand to flight, but two can put ten thousand to flight. How many more? Amen. Come on. Amen. You see, when we bring our portion of hunger, of praise, and of worship, and of love, our love for God, 
as we come together, we will, he will manifest himself. That's what he said. He said he will manifest himself as one in him. As we come in, he will manifest himself here now. Hallelujah. You see, faith comes by hearing this. Amen. And heaven suffers, you'll hear me say it again, heaven suffers violence, but the violent take about first. I'm not waiting for it to happen. I'm actually getting in there. I'm bringing my portion of praise. Whether I feel like it or not, I'm bringing my portion of praise. Why? Because my family, my tribe need my portion. As a matter of fact, when, 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 when I pull back, there's something missing. And that something is my portion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to make sure I finish these bits. Wrote some good notes. Hallelujah. You see, so what would my portion? My portion may be my hunger. My portion may be my hunger. My portion, my love for God. And if I love God, I love others. My portion's my love for you. I love you, so I'm here. That's what family do for one another. You see, we're not a club. We're a family. Hallelujah. Is anyone ready for the manifestation of the Spirit? See, many are waiting for the manifestation of the Spirit. We can wait for the manifestation of the Spirit. So when the Spirit manifests, I'll be there. Do you know what? Scripture will show us that if we're not here, He's got nowhere to manifest. We'll go into New Testament in a minute. Amen? Come on. I remember years ago when we started up in the... In the, in the um, Senior Citizen Centre, we got this little Holy Spirit song. Never really understood what it meant, but boy, we used to get on a roll with it. Any of you remember? Are you ready for the manifestation of the Spirit? Are you ready? Get ready. And we went on and on and on and on with that song. Are you ready for the manifestation of the Spirit? Are you ready? Get ready. Holy Spirit reminded me of it. You see, something was happening right back then in our, what we thought was foolish. But, you know, it's the foolish things that confound the wisdom of men. And we felt real foolish in that time, I can tell you. Real, real foolish. But it dug a well. And God's resetting us. We started off so crazy. The whole coast were talking about how crazy this church was. That was 25 years ago. But now their craziness is starting to catch up. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. You see, the strategy of the enemy is to separate and to isolate. He wants to separate us and isolate us. Is that right? Because he actually knows what can happen when we get together. And we put our divisions aside. And we put our stuff aside. We start to understand why that stuff's all there. Why it come in the first place. Amen. Come on. 2 Chronicles 5.13, we go back there. What was done 
to bring the manifestation. Those playing and singing praises unto God. They were singing praises unto God and they were saying the same thing. God is good and his mercy endures forever. Are you ready for the manifestation of the Spirit? Are you ready? 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 They were saying the same thing. God is good and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Amen. There was a higher wisdom. And the higher wisdom was to worship him. And they were all singing the same words. How simple is that? Do you know how higher wisdom can be so very, very simple? They were all singing the same song. That was the higher wisdom. And they were singing praises to God. Then the cloud came in and filled the temple and the priests were unable to minister. Praise God. Praise God. He took over. You see, there's something about the corporate body praising God that brings forth the manifestation of his glory. The corporate anointing is so very, very powerful. Now let's have a look in the New Testament. Acts 2, verse 46, New King James Version, verse 46. So continually, daily, with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. I love that. That stood out to me yet again this morning. Simplicity of heart. Amen? Sometimes we get so complicated. And we think it's so complicated. But what did they do? There was one accord. One accord. Breaking bread. They met in the temple and then they broke bread from house to house and they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Verse 47, praising God and having favour with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Let's look at these three things. One accord. Gladness. And they were praising God. So they come together. Then in the book of Acts, they come together. In, in, the, in, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, they come together in one accord, in gladness and praising God. In Acts 4, Peter and John, they'd been commanded to not to preach the gospel. And then we go to Acts 4, verse 23. It says, And being let go, they went to their own com- Companions and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. So they went, so when they they heard that, they raised their voice to God with what? One accord and said, Lord, you are God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. Who did they go to when their rights were being violated? Who did they go to when their who who did they go to when their freedom was being violated. Who did they go to? Did they go to their Facebooks or their whatevers? Who did they go to? They went to God and they said, God, you are God. You are God. They went to God. This nation and the nations are crying out for a manifestation of God. People want freedom. Is that right? Well, who do we go to? They went to God. And guess what? God manifested himself. Oh, glory to God. There's a word right there. Hallelujah. They said, you are God 
And then God deals with the circumstances. They remembered their God. And in one accord, in gladness of heart, in simplicity, amen, they went to God. You see, Luke was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write the emphasis here on one accord. Notice the first thing they said, he said, one accord was, we look here, one accord, verse 24, Lord, you are God. They all agreed that God was God and they were magnifying him as God. But they were doing it together, church. They were doing it together. They seized the opportunity to come together. Hallelujah. That prayer brought forth a manifestation of God's glory, a manifestation of the power of God, of the anointing and of the Holy Spirit's power. The house was shaken. Glory to God. Just as the people of the house shook. Not just the people of the house shook, but the house shook. Amen. Some get really excited when we see people shake and fall down under the power of God, but this building shook. You know, I remember Roy Rees got a testimony. Our friend Roy Rees has a testimony of the power hitting their service years ago. And, and what happened is the furniture actually got moved out of the auditorium into the foyer. It shook that much. That's true. True. True testimony. She's my friend. She wouldn't lie to me. That happened. Hallelujah. So what about when buildings shake? Amen. A while back in, this is so, this is, oh, okay. You know, a while back I thought we were having an earth tremor at home. Yeah. And uh, got this tremor and the, the bay windows at the front of the house were shaking like crazy. I thought, whoa, it's an earth tremor. And then it was, I think, a few days later it happened again. <laughs> and then I realised that it was Dorothy and Jasper. They were actually scratching so hard to get into the house that they were shaking the, the yeah, <laughs> there are pugs, two pugs. That were, <laughs> but they were so desperate to get into the house that they were shaking the back. But remember that? Yeah, Kara said, Mum, it's the dogs. Anyway, but, but they were desperate to get in. Perhaps we can take a leaf out of their book. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> terrible if my pugs are more enthusiastic than me. Because <laughs> she had to be there. Acts 4. <laughs> there you go. Acts 4. Acts 4. Acts 4, 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. In Acts 16, we see where Paul and Silas had been beaten until they were bleeding and they were in the most innermost prison and they prayed and they sang praises. They didn't only pray, but they sang praises. They were of one accord. There was gladness of heart. Glory to God. And they prayed and they sang. And they were loud because the other prisoners heard them. Remember Psalm 22.3, which I spoke about earlier, is God inhabits the praises of his people. I tell you, when God turns up, something happens. It can't help but be manifestation when God is somewhere. Have you noticed that? Yeah? 
you read through the scriptures and see what happened when God turned up. He just, he does stuff when he turns up. You have to wonder whether he was there or not. The manifestation of the Spirit is so uh, convincing. You know when God's turning up, amen, and when he's turned up. But I believe this is what he's calling us to. You know, there's a, God's breathing on this word for us now. Acts 16, verse 26, And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. Remember, Isaiah 10, 27, The anointing destroys the yoke, and it removes the burden. Whatever shackles are happening, the anointing deals with it. Is that right? See, I believe so much that this is dependent on us coming, not only hungry but full. Not only hungry but full. We come hungry but we come full. Amen? I said we come hungry but we come full. We come loaded. Bless the Lord. That's what we do. That's what the corporate anointing does. It comes ready to bring bring up the children of the tribe. Amen? You say, well, the children of the tribe, well, the people that we, we, we're inviting, the people we want to see know Jesus. We, we, we want them to be introduced to Jesus. You know, someone said, you know, like, man, I can't understand a word you're saying. I've heard people say that about my preaching. I understand what I'm saying. How come you don't? I'm not, I'm not all that smart in the natural and I understand what I'm saying. But, you know, these words are interpreted by the Holy Spirit. But, you know, they'll be fine when they come in and you start speaking when the manifestation of the Spirit is there, is here, because he'll do something. He'll shift, he'll shake things off their lives and he'll, he'll bless them and he'll empower them. Amen? So don't be worried if it gets too complicated. you just got to occupy till he comes. Hallelujah. 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 Bless the Lord. And as each one of we come, we come together. We come together with our portion. We come together with our graces. Then we're complete in Him. We are complete in Him. Yes, it's an individual, but also corporately. We are complete in Him who's the head of all principality and power. I said the head of all principality and power. Amen. Glory to God. The anointing destroys the yoke and it removes the burden. It is burden-removing, yoke-destroying power. Hallelujah. And I believe it's evidenced in the corporate anointing. What you bring matters. What you carry matters. What you bring is powerful. What you carry is powerful. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I'm hungry for my grandkids and my grandkids' kids to 
embrace and experience the manifestation of the power of God. Amen? Anybody else? Yeah? So that's worth it. Dealing with our differences, dealing with our stuff, dealing with our offences and everything that the enemy brings to separate us and to isolate us. What for? He knows his day is coming. And he's doing everything to keep us separate. Amen? I can hear these huge big pennies dropping. The lights are coming on. And some people are starting to understand what it's all been about. What it's all been about. Let the Holy Spirit reset you today. Let him press that reset button today. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. couple of things got hijacked today. But I don't mind if he hijacks things. I just felt excited to get into my message. Found a landing place. Oh. Thank you, Jesus. Is anything resonating on the inside of anybody here today? Is there any agreement going on? Yeah? Yeah? Now you know why he's been having a go at you the way he has been. Now you know what this whole thing has been about. Global fear of the enemy. Concerned about what can happen when the church begins to gather in one accord. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm just going to read you something quickly. It won't be a second. This is on finishing. And then we have a wonderful announcement. Glory to God. I'll read this. Prophecy, which is power, just as powerful as when it was spoken. Oh, I don't know how many years ago. Probably around the time we started the church, probably. It's, it's a prophecy by Kenneth Hagen. I just felt so now. We're moving up. Into the things of God. And I heard the Spirit say, There will come further revelation along these lines, but it has to come line upon line, precept upon precept. And as it comes, men and women will flow in the Spirit 
and there will be such a manifestation of my power and my glory and my spirit and my anointing in these days. In this decade in which you live, that will startle men. Now many who are on the fringes of the move of God will draw back and say, ah, that's fanaticism. No, we can't go with that. We believe in doing things in a nice, sedate manner. Never, never, never feel resentment toward others who may criticise you or who may speak against you. Never allow the least bit of resentment or ill will or bad feelings, but walk on, walk on in love, walk on in power, walk on in the spirit. Walk on with the Lord and he'll come unto thee and manifest himself unto thee. And it is even written in the Holy Scriptures that his coming unto us shall be as the rain. And so the Holy Ghost will fall and the power of God will be in manifestation and great shall be the reward thereof. And many shall be blessed and great and good days shall stand just ahead. Walk on, yea, ye shall see, for the glory of the Lord shall appear unto thee. But most will move with the Spirit, and all will acknowledge. There are miracles happening over there. I guess God just saw fit to have mercy on them. But no, they saw fit to flow with God. And they saw fit to go with God. For he is at work in the earth tonight. And he indwells his body, which is the church which is the house of God. And his glory will fill that temple. Many will say, I just don't go along with those things. <laughs> we have a pretty good church here. God has put his approval upon us. But you, saith the Lord of hosts, I only put my approval upon that which lines up with my word. Get into the word. And let the Spirit open the word to you. Not only unto your mind, but get the revelation of it in your spirit. And your spirit will be more alive unto the things of God. And he, through your spirit, will be able to teach you and admonish you and direct you. Amen. Glory to the Lord. We are heading into incredible times, church. Want to come? Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. We'll be visiting. We'll be together for an hour and it'll seem like five minutes. We'll be worshipping for five minutes, five hours and it'll seem like five minutes. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We'll be sitting on the edge of our seat and say, God, more, more, more. Amen. Our city needs Jesus. Our children need to see his manifest presence and experience his goodness like never before. Because things are just getting worse out there. It's such a great opportunity for them to see and experience how great is our God. How great is our God. Amen. 
want you to stand up. I'm just going to welcome Tay and Kate up. Hallelujah. Guess what the announcement is that we've got happening here. Number two. <laughs> Hallelujah. A brother or a sister for Theo. Move over here. Congratulations, guys. Wonderful, wonderful news. Let's just extend our hands and pray for these guys. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you for this beautiful baby, Father. We thank you, Father. That every good and every perfect gift comes from you, Father. And we know, Father God, that this baby, Father God, has been conceived and will be born for a time such as this, Father. We thank you. And we receive the anointings and the calling upon his life or her life. And Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for the mighty plan that you not only have for them as a family, but you have for this baby individually. Father, your word says, blessed is the fruit of our womb and the fruit of our increase. So, Father, in agreement with your word, we call this baby blessed. And we call this family blessed. And we thank you, Father, for an increase of grace for this season of their life, Father. That your grace is always sufficient, Father, and you are always more than enough. So we thank you, Father, that you expand the tent. <laughs> hey, you're expanding the tent pegs and you're so good at that, Lord. So, Father, we thank you. We bless them. We call them blessed, happy to the point that they are envied by others, Father. So, Father, we thank you and we bless them. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Glory to God. Congratulations, God. Congratulations, Tay. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Glory to God. Isn't family awesome? <sighs> I remember when they were keen on each other in high school. Having to put everything on hold. <laughs> Glory to God. God puts things on hold. Amen. It's, let's patience have its perfect work, that we are perfect and entire, lacking no good thing. Praise God. Praise God. Well, the guys are going to lead us in a song. We're going to pray. You guys can, uh, we, we would love to pray for you if you need uh, hands laid on for healing. If you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, this is your day. Come. We would love to have the privilege of praying with you. If you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we would love to pray for you. Amen. But don't leave without having prayer if you need it. So please come forward. Team will be ready to pray for you. And thank you. Thank you. Thanks, God. Thank you. Bless the Lord. Be blessed. Have an amazing week.